Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning and welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. And just, just for fun, because uh, I think we all enjoy it, this is going to be another schadenfreude show. We're going to talk about uh, the best P- or worst PR blunders of the year so far. What, what do you think is up on the list, Gary? Um, well, uh, there's so much to choose from. There's actually some that are, I mean, the thing is, this day and age, they, they just keep coming uh, hot and heavy, you know? Um, and I don't, and, and um, so the, um, I was thinking when, when you, you, you'd, made a, you'd sent a list of th- some that we could talk about, um, uh, but I was also thinking about uh, Norm MacDonald and his, uh, uh, his, his having to go on The View and, and make apologies, which I think, I don't know if it was a good idea or not. Um, what's 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 hot with you? I don't know. I mean, so many of them are just incredibly um, insensitive uh, catalog shots with snarky slogans. I'm kind of liking um, uh, Big Pharma uh, and putting on a, a biotech uh, a biotech convention that include uh, that included. Uh, topless dancers painted with co- uh, corporate sponsor logos. Because when you know when you buy a corporate sponsorship for a conference, I'm not sure that's what you expect. At least not in 2018. You know, 1968. Right, 2017, it would have been okay. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, that is. It's it is. The, yeah, the, the, what goes into the mind of people uh, is to think, hey, that's, you know, and no one's going to be here, don't worry, no one's going to tell, or I don't even know what to tell or not tell, it's just dumb. I mean, I don't know, don't get it. Well, I, I, think, I, I think there are a couple of things there. One, are we assuming that there are no women at that conference, one? Two, um, is, if you're going to a conference and you're paying uh, for booth space and all that, is that really what you want your corporate overhead money going to? Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, I'm just trying to figure out where, between conference organizer, conference sponsors, conference participants, who decided this was a good idea? Well, you know what, can I, it seems to me that very possibly uh, it's one of those things that uh, the company, they get so busy I'm not giving an excuse at all. I'm just saying that they they just they aren't paying attention. You know, leadership isn't even paying attention to the details. Oh, that's just stuff in the details. And then they show up at the show and uh, they see this thing and and they're you know appalled. Maybe that's it. Oh well, and actually, here's an important thing. Um, the director of marketing and special events at the nightclub where this party was held did note that they were definitely not topless because they were wearing pasties. See? See, and all this complaining. Now it's, yeah, now it's okay. <laughs> the, first, the, the first issue is when you're having it at a nightclub. No, have it, in a boring, have it at a boring old convention center. Then it's no problem. Well, 
Well, yeah, you know what, though? I mean, there's a certain type of conference goer who's going to go to a nightclub, and i got to admit, I'm not one of them. If you told me that you're doing a special party at a nightclub, I would go back to my room and order room service. So when I... Uh, I don't like fun, I, Gary. It's just not for me. Right. So if I, if I tell you I, want, I need to go to some uh, sort of a conference, a symposium, and, uh, I, you know video production, digital uh, signage or something, and it's happening at, uh, you know, some some club that holds 100 people, you're not going to buy, you're not going to sign off on that for me? You might. Um, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're pretty you're pretty good at uh, making a case. As long as I don't see the program, I might not know. The thing, um, I, I'm just keeping an eye out is I'm trying to keep you out of the um, adult video network um, crowd. Because there are so many shows in Vegas in January, I'm just I, I have uh, visions of you wandering into the wrong show. I think that I think I think that show is concurrent with. Uh, I think it's it's. I may be wrong. But I thought I think it's concurrent with the uh, NAB show, which I've been to the NAB show and. Uh, right. Uh, see. See. Uh, don't don't dig yourself in any deeper. <laughs> what I don't know, I don't know. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. This, so what's leaping uh, out anyway, of you? What are you saying? What, what, what is leaping out at you this week as just a, a, a really mismanagement of a crisis? Or an issue. It doesn't uh, have to be a crisis. You can manage a normal issue and make it a crisis. Uh, yeah, well, I, I will tell you, you know, again, looking at the list you said, I was driving. I hadn't, after the initial, um, after the initial uh, uh, International House of Burgers thing that came out. Um, oh, God. I, I've been... You know, here in Southern Maryland, uh, uh, and I, I have to—I uh, have not been to an international house of uh, pancakes in, um, I think, four decades. But anyway, um, but I drive by the one locally, and I'm looking. When are they going to change their name? When are they going to call it to IHOB, uh, which is this is the most god awful thing in the world? But I guess that—I guess they're now saying, no, 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 no. We, that was just—that was just—that uh, was just advertising and promoting the promoting the fact that we're doing burgers or something like that. It, we're not. We weren't yeah. really changing our name. Well, and see, and that's this big kerfuffle about the Cathay Pacific typo on one of its planes. Um, that's also looking like the same sort of thing. Because oh, really? I, mean, I didn't know that. Are they saying they're saying they did it on purpose? Yeah. Yeah, the, you know, the story is they show Cafe Pacific, their logo, uh, painted on a plane uh, in Hong Kong, I guess. And the F is missing, so it's I-I-C. And the I's are right next to each other. And what um, engineers and maintainers are pointing out is that could never happen. I mean, that's as if somebody painted it freehand. And believe me, for an airplane that expensive, we use a stencil. And so if you left the F out, you would have to, like, skip from I... Uh, paint the I, skip over the F, paint the I and the C. It's it's not possible in the, essentially, the maintenance and production process. So it looks like Cathay Pacific um, uh, staged uh, a little uh, whoops to get some social media traction. Or to test what goes viral. Well, that, I mean, uh, I don't think they got the kind of traction they were hoping for then. At least it didn't seem to me. Um, yeah, people are saying, what the hell, if you can't get this right, yeah, you know. Right. Can you can you get can you get everything else? You know, what else could you screw up? So uh, yeah, right. I, if they did that intentionally, that's just uh, boy, that was dumb. Right. Yeah, and they actually, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
Although I've seen, I, you know, you've seen little things like that in the in the, in the past. I remember, I remember there, uh, uh, w- way back in the day, uh, early my early uh, days in uh, in in the Navy, and uh, I was in Adak, Alaska, and um, and I was my first job was a, a TV board operator, where you know, putting all the shows on TV because we didn't. Uh, I'm old enough that we didn't even have satellite then. I, now you know, Sputnik was in the sky, but it had been in the sky, but it wasn't. I'm not that old. But we didn't have satellite television, and um, uh, and so we had a, a. They would send us these, uh, you know, uh, public service announcements, and there was one with Jason Robards, and it had been running for I don't I don't know what it was about I don't remember anymore, um, but there's Jason with a bunch of young little kids, and it's all sweet and wonderful, and he, whatever he's saying I don't know, and then we get this uh, alert to pull that commercial that that PSA because and you just don't see it. Right in the front row is this cute little girl who just starts picking her nose, right, and it's just ugly. Uh, <laughs> you know, how many eyeballs just don't see what's going on? So, uh, uh, yeah, well, that was, anyway. So you just, you just don't know. I mean, uh, sometimes you don't see the things that are right in front of you. So you, if you're in, uh, uh, that's why you need, um, that's why you need copy editors. But I never thought, co- yeah, copy editor. Hey, I need a copy editor for my airplane. <laughs> oh, uh, I've been looking at um, uh, Russell Working's article uh, for uh, Reagan, uh, Reagan.com. I think you're looking at the same one with the top ten blunders so far. We'll talk a little bit more about those, but I think we're also, I'm going to have to dive into um, uh, some political blunders uh, as well on this show, mostly at the local level, because... Um, mass media, everyone else is taking care of uh, D.C.-based blunders. But I want to talk about a little local work. Yeah, I tried to, I tried to look at the one you had shared me, but uh, I am not a subscriber to the Albuquerque Journal, so I can't look at the details of that. So it's, uh, you're going to have to lead us through that one. You're not, you are not willing to answer a question? Oh, is that what I had? I had to answer a question? Is that what, oh, that's yeah, what it you just took? have to answer a question about whether you're going to buy an overseas air, uh, airline ticket this year or something. Uh, been there, done that. Okay, so the answer is already did it. So, uh, uh, gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in. Uh, I'll fill you in on it uh, over the break. All right, sounds good. Uh, well, everybody, hey, you're uh, uh, you're listening to the uh, the brand ambassadors, and uh, Merritt and I are talking about uh, wonderful. Uh, blunders and uh and the, the and and uh so this is going to be a fun episode uh give us a call at 866-472-5790 or email us at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com and uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our 
outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield, and we're talking about PR blunders. And uh, if you want to join the conversation, uh, give us a call at 866-472-5790 or send us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. So, Gary, I kind of briefed you on an Albu- a situation we have here in Albuquerque over the break, but now that we're back on the air, I'm going to um, pitch it from a different perspective and see if you react differently. Got it. Uh, we, we've had we've had a, a huge problem in Albuquerque, as I'm sure you're, I, uh, you may have read, with police shootings, and uh, more people are shot uh, up until about 2016. More people were shot by police in Albuquerque than in New York City, and that's not per capita. It's more people being shot. And the Department of Justice has come in. It's been it's been a huge issue. Um, a lot of reform, a lot of culture change taking place in APD. Well, meanwhile, every year, the National Police Shooting Championships are held in Albuquerque and sponsored by the, uh, sponsored by the NRA. And uh, Mayor Keller, just uh, a week before, or two weeks before this year's competition, announced that uh, the competition will no longer be welcome in Albuquerque. I mean, how, how do you react to that? Well, um, it's hard... Um, 
I think uh, it's giving in to uh, the, the, the where we are today, where everything is about uh, fear of, uh, of public reaction. And um, I get it. I mean, um, I, I just... I just think at a certain point you got to stand up and say, "Okay, we're not going to we're not going to nitpick things to that to that extent." So I, I, I would, but then again, I'm not an elected official, not trying to be one. So I don't know. What would you do? So that so that's interesting because I mean I absolutely agree with you, but I try. I you know when I was um, I sharing the story with you over the break, I think I, I uh, pitched it from a completely different angle, which was. Um, uh, a politician has decided he doesn't want an NRA-sponsored event in the city, so he has arbitrarily decided, nope, he can't come back. Right. And, and, and to me, that is, uh, that is, that is the real story. Um, this is, this is uh, very much a uh, uh, populist, uh, populist campaign-ish uh, move that does little except um, ensure that we will not have several thousand um, police officers coming and buying hotel rooms and me- restaurant meals uh, in future years. So, um, so I mean, I, I guess the the the, the, the thing is, um, I mean, is it in the, is it in the front of everyone's mind? I, I mean, obviously, it's bad if you, you've got that 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 that, uh, uh, that issue with uh, with police shootings that. Uh, I mean, is it in the front burner of everybody's mind, or is it just, are, are local people uh, up in arms about this, or what? About either side no. of it? No, I, I mean, I, I never, um, I never uh, thought differently of it. I, you know, I have a couple views. You know, our police officers take. Mar- I mean, part of their training and their evaluation is marksmanship, and why wouldn't you want police officers to be accurate? And that that just seems kind of a no-brainer. No, maybe maybe the thought, maybe the thinking maybe the thinking merit is no. If they're less accurate, we'll have fewer police shootings. Right, and and to me, this is a good opportunity. Um, New Mexico, like a lot of western states, uh, mountain states, um, has a pre a very very strong gun culture. Um, not just uh, for personal protection, it's, uh, a, it's a very popular sport. Uh, and I think it's a huge opportunity uh, to me. If, if you wanted to highlight successes of Albuquerque police and uh, reach out to police, because there's been, a, there's been a huge disconnect between the city, the police department, and then also the... Um, uh, also the um, uh, uh, the, the public. Uh, then we've got a civilian police oversight board. We've got Department of Justice. To me, I, I mean, this is a conversation we call, could all be having, saying, "Hey, how could we, uh, how could we really highlight Albuquerque as a center for community policing, um, uh, uh, law enforcement excellence?" There's there's so many opportunities that we could use this uh, that we could use this for. In addition to the um, very real conference dollars coming into our city. Yeah, and I think... I, you know, something, I was talking about this um, on New Mexico and Focus uh, taping yesterday, and, uh, you know, it was pointed out, why would you announce this before the event happens? Because, yeah. I mean, it's not, just, it's not just to say, well, I think uh, we will not be having this... Um, uh, this competition returning two weeks before it puts a taint on it, and also uh, if if you want to, uh, 
this was the concept I got. If you've got police officers from around the country coming to Albuquerque, um, you've been here. Albuquerque's a pretty cool place to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 someone was thinking, you know, I might apply to Albuquerque Police Department. This looks like a pretty cool place to live. I'm pretty sure after what the mayor's just said, you're going to think, eh, maybe not. Well, I imagine there's a, certainly a, a, a large number of police officers that are not happy with the mayor because simply because even if you take all of that out of it, two weeks before the event, so how do they scramble and move the event and 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 all this all the changes that people oh, have no, to do? Oh no, the event the event's happening. The, the event ha- the event is still going on. The mayor just said you can't come back. You're not welcome here. Oh, okay. Oh, they're having it this year. Oh, so okay. So here's your here's your here's your last the last go round. And uh, yeah, oh yeah. Put yeah, up you're not a good crazy. fit for Albuquerque in the image we're trying to convey, law enforcement. Um. Because uh, and, and the other, NRA, NRA, the other side of the coin is, is that, crime a, is rampant. What's that? Crime is rampant. Um, shootings are down, but crime is awful uh, in Albuquerque. I mean, I, I, I'm not kidding. In three months, my sister's car was stolen twice. Oh, my gosh. So... I don't think this is a time when we can really afford to say, yeah, police, you're not really welcome here. Sorry. Well, is it about police or are they, what do you think? Is it about police or is it about the, or is it about the, uh, the uh, connection with NRA? I think it's the NRA. And I think the fact that it's a Markman, it's called the national police shooting competition. Um, I actually think referring it to marksmanship would be a lot smarter too, because that's what it is. Right, right. Was that? Does that have like? Uh, does it? Does like ESPN cover that or something? I bet you they don't. Because a I lot of big, these days, these kind of things are you know um, non-professional events. Uh, you know, you see them on ESPN or other places, but I bet you they're not covering it. <laughs> And on uh, related, no, I, don't, I, I mean, uh, I mean, certainly, the I'm sure there'll be, uh, I'm sure there'll be footage. But you know, a competitive shooting is a very popular sport in New Mexico. So I also, it, it's, I, I think, by saying that it's not a good fit for Albuquerque, um, it's unnecessarily uh, alienating uh, a, 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 a group of uh, people that we who we want to be cultivating. And it's also, I would say, not culturally accurate. Yeah. I mean, um, shooting competition, uh, competitive shooting, marksmanship competitions... Uh, very, very popular uh, in New Mexico. So I, I think it's I think it's out of step, and more upsetting to me. And I think this is where you and I really agree. It's just pandering. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, it's uh, it is um, this day and age. Uh, you know, I, uh, gun anything related to guns uh, is automatically tainted. Uh, any, any anything. Really. Well, it, it depends. It, it, it's I, I, what I hate about it. It's become such a polarized issue. Either everybody gets to have as many military-grade weapons as they want at any time, and they can buy them like it's you know like they're getting a can of soda, or everyone has to turn them in. And if you take a position anywhere in between those, um, half the country's going to hate you. Now, are you speaking from personal experience? No. 
No, but um, that, you know that's really that's really where they are, uh, uh, where things are, and what, what's amusing is. Uh, uh, the NRA is really uh, moderating its tone, and they're going back to um, one of their core tenets is safety and training. I know it, 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 uh, if you're going to be a gun owner, it's really important that you be responsible and be safe and know what you're doing. It didn't, I mean, uh, this is even before like these, my time, though, um, but didn't like in the 50s and 60s, weren't there like high schools had like their gun clubs and stuff like that yeah, for shooting yeah. and it was like, it was, it was accepted and, and it wasn't looked upon, you know, we didn't expect that, oh, if, if you're, if that's who you are, you must be, you know, I, I don't even know what the, what people think that people, I, I, I don't get it really. And I'm not a gun guy, but I mean, I just don't get the, uh, uh, the anti-NRA I mean, thing. I don't get it. I don't know if, uh our local university does, but when I was in college, my university had um, a rifle and pistol team. I shot on it uh, for two semesters. I just wasn't, um, I was okay, but the practices were really early and it was really loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to make sure I don't get you too upset because I just don't, you know, I don't want too much trouble. <laughs> you, you pack, you pack in your six gun there on your hip. Yeah, actually, um, I prefer the gun purse method for concealed <laughs> my carry. Grandmother, um, my paternal grandmother used to keep concealed carry like, uh, permits. You can get it, it, and then I actually just saw neighbors of mine have a new um, kind of holster device that's made specifically for women, because that's also an issue. Is most concealed carry devices are made for men, and women don't wear the same clothes and aren't built the same. Oh, so it's not it's not about like putting like uh, uh, you know you know little baubles on the on on the holster or something like that. It's not it's not the issue, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my my, uh, my my father's mother, my grandmother, uh, she used to keep like a, a little derringer under her pillow, and I was like, what in the hell? I mean, <laughs> I mean that's just scary. I mean, forget about any, any you know. Shoot my grandfather by accident, or yourself, or your goodness gracious. Anyway, I guess we. Uh, I was going to say one last thing about the NRA. I see. I saw uh, that uh, Tom Selleck is stepping down from the board. Just thought I'd bring that yeah. up. I don't know what that means. Just. Hmm. Uh, but that's that's perhaps that's something we can explore after the break. Oh my gosh, we're at the break time. I'm sorry. I'm having yeah. so much fun. That's the thing. Hey, everybody, you listen to the Brand Ambassadors and uh, Merritt Allen and Gary Potterfield will be back with you in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin, good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our 
outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Pottercoat, along with Merritt Hamilton Allen, and uh, we're talking PR blunders and such. Uh, so, question for you, Merritt: Are you a? I don't. I've never seen you do this. Are you a Doritos eater? Maybe once a year. Once a year? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm not too big on the. You know, just like just like I don't like like um, like at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. If I ever go there uh, to have anything other than a beer, it's to get I get the dry. Uh, wings because I don't like all that stuff all over my fingers. I think as a little kid I didn't like finger painting. I mean, I, I just, I'm just weird that way. But at any rate... You know, though, I was, I was the same way. I thought finger painting was just revolting. I was like, why would anybody think this is fun? Um, yeah. No, and also, I mean, if, when it comes to the corn chip, either I want a really good, no kidding, restaurant quality, super thin, shattery uh, tortilla chip, or I want Fritos. But Doritos is just kind of in the midst between super processed and the real thing, and it just it, it doesn't hit me. Ah, uh, Fritos. Fritos are Fritos are good. The Fritos will be around forever. I remember when I was a kid, I had a free, I had the Frito Bandito um, uh, little little Frito Bandito you could stick at the end of your pencil. It was a pencil on top of your nice. pencil eraser. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? Nothing at all. Uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, CEO of Pepsi, PepsiCo. 
Indra Noyi said uh, it was made a comment that uh, gender uh, gender uh, differences are driving product development at Doritos. So the issue uh, was, and I'll read a quote here: "Women uh, quote don't like to crunch too loudly in public," she said, "and they don't lick their fingers generously, and they don't like to pour the little broken pieces and the flavor into their mouth." So uh, because we uh, were raised right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I think it's I think it's a generate maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. I, hey, wait a minute. I wasn't told to, taught to do the uh, my yeah licking the fingers and all. So interestingly, I mean, what are they going to do? I, I didn't do anything. I don't, I don't think there was a product specifically developed. That, you know, um, uh, I'd be curious to know how they would develop. Uh, uh, maybe it's all it'd be all be in the advertising particular type of uh, Dorito that is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the hell. I, I mean, well, I don't, just, I don't uh, think. Well, yeah. I, I, um, yeah, this is the whole lady Dorito um, conundrum. I, I kind of doubt that um, we would be making um, uh, uh, you know a specific product line, and you know it'd be a pink bag, and right. it would open really quietly, and it would come with a little moist towel to wipe your fingers off afterwards. I don't see that happening. Obviously, they do focus groups. Of course, and you find yeah. out what what's liked and what's not liked. I mean, that's uh, consumer products are researched uh, heavily, heavily, I and mean, we, we've talked about that. I think that was my one of my favorite episodes uh, when we talked about uh, how uh, Miller Lite uh, did its research, right? In in Midwestern industrial town bars, <laughs> right? And it was yes, and it, right. It wasn't necessarily about uh, they just like this people like to drink a lot of beer without it. It wasn't costing a lot of money, so. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the 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 uh, the uh, I don't know uh, how they would possibly. It was a, come it was up just a, a really product. it was a Twitter ready moment. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know what other products that that, that cross gender like that or that, that how they deal with that, but uh, so yeah. Uh, but, so there you go again, though. You can't. It doesn't matter what you are. You can't. What can you do? You, you know, you make a comment somewhere, and uh, that's another example of just making a comment, and uh, where it would otherwise, in the years past, would have just gone under the radar, and it becomes a thing. So that's true. And I mean, a, a lot of this is, you know, clumsy management or a bad brand. I mean, uh, one of the items Reagan uh, Reagan talks about is um, a. Um, Asian food restaurant in uh, uh, Southern California that opened a branch, but they opened it in a Whole Foods, so it became part of that brand. I don't, do they do that um, in Maryland? Does Whole Foods have little restaurants now? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been to because there's no Whole Foods anywhere near me. I know down down in Houston, uh, where my where, where my do- uh, oldest daughter lives, they they do have uh, like they like they're at Whole Foods. There's like there's a there's a bar. There's like a, a beer. Right. Yeah, we have there. one in. Um, we have one in uh, Albuquerque, and it's called the Sandia Saloon. It's, it's pretty good. It's uh, inexpensive wine, and um, you can either get takeout from uh, the fresh food counter, or they've got a little kitchen, and they'll bring you, um, uh, they'll bring you stuff. I think, and I think Whole Foods has the lock on the, what is it, the amazing meatless burger that tastes like meat that's supposed to be so good. I mean, I have no idea what it is, because I don't care about eating a meatless burger, but... Right, the incredible, something like that. 
Well, anyway. you're not gonna, I, I don't know if you're going to find that in, uh, in, in, in Maryland, because uh, as I think you know, uh, in Maryland, uh, you, know, you, you, you can't even sell, you can't sell beer and wine in uh, grocery stores. Well, you, well, that's not true. That is not true. They changed the law. They changed the law, and it's at, at the county level, I believe, that the county can make the decision. But as far as I know, not a single county has, uh, has decided to do that, you know, because then the liquor stores are going to have a... A fit. So, but anyway, so I don't know. You're going to see, see that in Maryland to have a to have that in in, in a Whole Foods. Yeah, in, yeah. I can see why. I can see why it wouldn't make sense. But so anyway, in Long Beach, uh, they reach out to this uh, local chain and they open an outlet, and it's an Asian um, kind of an Asian quick service restaurant called Yellow Fever. <laughs> right. And I, I mean. I guess it's insensitive, but to me, it's just a stupid. It's a terrible name for a restaurant. Yeah, it is. It is. And it, and it doesn't matter what you're serving. It's a terrible name for a restaurant. Yeah. Now that you match that up with Whole Foods, which is you know crunchy and local and um, everything sustainably sourced and meat from happy cows and all that stuff, it's. I'm just stunned that no one picked up on this is a terrible idea. I think I'm going to open up an Irish pub called Potato Famine, just for the heck of it. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, anyway. See, that's the the gifts just keep on coming with people making bad decisions. But the you know, there's two merit. There's two sides to this. One is, yeah, lots of PR blunders because of, of mistakes, but where is it where what is now a PR blunder, you know, 10, 20 years ago was not? Is it really a PR blunder? Are, are all of these, a lot of these really are, but a lot of these would have just, we'd never have heard of them uh, because they wouldn't necessarily yeah, yeah, be Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, if I, if I were in Albuquerque and I was driving by my Whole Foods and I saw that they'd opened um, a new Pan-Asian noodle bowl restaurant called Yellow Fever, I would think, Oh, my God, that's horrible. And if I went in there, I might actually say, have you thought about the name? This is a terrible idea. And I would think it was a very bad business decision. But now it goes viral. And that's exactly right. Someone, all you do is someone's going to take a picture of it and share it, and there you go. You know, and what's uh, you know, stunning is that it can be placed and picked up by anything globally. We had um, an issue where a New Mexico lawmaker got pulled over police by police in the middle of the night and the video her her uh, arrest video uh, got posted by the guardian yeah now i think a political opponent said it to the guardian but still um, you know you don't think about a um, uh, a new mexico uh, state politician story getting picked up by the in the uk well that's the, the other thing um Another thing of the the sign of the times, um, and I think this goes back to um, the twenty four hour uh, television news uh, thing. Like when CNN came out, I'm I'm old enough to know that when uh, to to remember that when CNN first came about, I was like, twenty four hour news. What what are you going to do for twenty four hours a day on what kind of channels that? I, that's you know, if you say that to someone today, they'd be like, what are you talking about? What that, that that's all there's been. There's always twenty four hour news. But the thing I, I was going to bring up is. Um, you know, back before uh, the era of CNN, uh, press conferences uh, were for the press. You know, they weren't for they weren't for us. But now, look, every all press conferences are all covered live, and so they're just as much for the public as they are for the 
uh, as they are for the media to write their stories and every and, and so things just get all over the place nowadays and yeah it's everything's changed oh and uh, i mean I, I certainly think gosh i i was joking yesterday i just i can't i can't decide who i'd least rather be this week any supreme court nominee or a, a local uh, Catholic parish priest. Mm, right. <clears throat> yeah. Why would anyone? Well, I don't know. The, it's taking the first issue, the the, the, the mm-hmm. Supreme Court nominee. I mean, um, you know, we. I, who knows what went on with all that stuff with the with the story about uh, youth? I, I know that I would uh, not only would no one ever in the in in anyone's lifetime nominate me for anything but uh like like a supreme court nominee but if they did it would be a hopeless decision not because i did anything related to like what they're talking about but i did plenty of things that uh someone's going to come back and say oh yeah i was with gary when he fill in the blank and uh, it's going to be something uh not related to some sexual assault but something that you're going to go yeah no you're not pure enough (laughs) potterfield you are definitely not pure enough it's, oh, exactly. I mean, this is, um, uh, the, and I think um, when we come back from the break, I'd like to pick up on that. Just kind of, um, uh, it seems that suddenly the, the level of discourse and the ability to say anything, um, and my views, your views on what it's doing to society and what it's uh, just doing to conversation. Um, I'm incredibly troubled by that. We'd love for you to join this uh, conversation uh, and, and we're we're apolitical, but we may be talking about politicians. Uh, we are at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com, or you can give us a call on the listener line at 866-472-5790. We'll be right back after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Trends in global business are changing 
all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program welcome back to the brand ambassadors i'm gary potterfield along with mayor hamilton allen and I just want to say right here, right now, Merritt, that um, if anything, if ever on uh, social media, there a photograph pops up that looks like it's me at a toga party at the Defense Information School in 1978, it was Photoshopped, whatever it is, it's a lie. It's just, it was a lie. It didn't happen. Uh, anyway, we are talking note about... Self, uh, note to self, build crisis communication plan. Okay, whatever you say, Gary. <laughs> That's maybe that's what you need to maybe that's what they need to teach in school that you you have your crisis communication plan when you graduate from high school, uh, so mm-hmm. you can you can you can fight everything. Uh, but uh, as we, when we went to break, we were talking about um, uh, the current environment uh, politically, um, and uh, it's kind of a no-win situation. It doesn't really matter um, what side you're on, you lose. And then, of course, with that, the idea, the idea could be that we all lose. So right now it's, uh, it's really, the, the, you know, the Kavanaugh thing, it's uh, everyone loses. That's, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Well, I know we, we'll talk about it plenty, but I, I just I can't see where, the, where, where we win in any of this. Well, exactly, exactly. Um, I, and I, I just find it's, it's stunning. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter... <laughs> What your view is, uh, you can take, it, uh, it, it's populism is kind of what I call it. If um, it's something that feels kind of shocking to say and you get away with saying it, you maybe want to uh, say it more. Uh, I'll, I'll just say from a personal note, um, I'm kind of horrified on social media, the uh, uh, statements I'm seeing about the Catholic Church, because it's totally fair um, to slam church hierarchy uh, for the uh, uh, ongoing uh, abuse scandals. However, I think that, you know, that I, I'm still a practicing Catholic, by the way, so there's my bias. But what I, what I think is good is finally the church in this country is working with law enforcement rather than taking care of it on their own. So I see that as a positive trend. But meanwhile, I mean... Stuff that I heard about that would be said about Catholics, I don't know, at the turn of the last century, and 
really folk tales about priests and nuns and depravity and uh, I'm seeing this stuff on 2018 and Facebook from from educated people, and it, it, I find that shocking. Well, yeah, I think what what I, I'm very troubled by overall is that uh, how um, the general public has become uh, the. You know, the, the idea of, of innocent until proven guilty seems to be uh, just just gone out the window. It's like, no, you're no, we've decided we collectively uh, we democratically have have uh, found you guilty. We the, the, the you know, the the court of public opinion, the jury of public opinion, we've you're guilty. And, and the problem, I think, with that is it's not just a public opinion. You're guilty. It just it affects actions it affects policies and so it's so easy now for everyone to just assume no the assumption is no you if um if uh you know 51 percent of the population says you're a bad guy you're a bad gal um then you are and you're done uh and it's so so with regard to the catholic church with regard to the kavanaugh nomination um guilty i i, I with the kavanaugh with, with you know the supreme court thing uh it, it just you see some of the folks who are uh, uh, saying um, that he should be disqualified without even uh, just because he's been accused, not because it may have right. has anything to do with reality. It very well may, but exactly. we don't know that. Exactly. And then also, um, as a trend I see that really bothers me, probably it comes from being married nearly a quarter century to a defense attorney, but this notion that um, judge in New Mexico we have a lot of law enforcement challenges as you may have gathered from the beginning of the show we also have rather um, uh, some challenges at the prosecutorial level and if you remember the story that broke uh, in August about the compound and house and all the children that mess uh, the judge well, the prosecution came in with the arraignment for the child abuse, and I kid you not, we saw it all on CNN, right? The prosecutor brought no evidence. Seriously, just said, well, this has all been reported and hearsay, presented nothing. And the judge said, I can't keep you guys in jail. She got death threats. And, you know, that's, that's crazy when, because you don't like a decision... Uh, that a judge has to make because she's given uh, by the prosecution no grounds to keep people imprisoned. Um, seriously, that's yeah. that's not okay. I mean, keeping people in prison without charges is not what a democracy does. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that took a lot of courage. It's sad to say that it took a lot of courage from the from the judge to do her job. Um, mm-hmm. Like that, it's the same thing. You know, the whole the idea of uh, you know the, the, how quaint is the is the thing about uh, you know uh, yeah, I may I may disagree with what you say, but I defend to the, I'll defend to the death your right to say it. That's that that is so quaint and so lost and so gone. No, we we oh, do yeah. not defend your right to say it. Absolutely, and. The- it worries me um, where this is uh, where this is going to break, and it worries me for our industry because if we become a society where you can truly, truly say anything uh, for uh, to get uh, mob support and uh, a populist wave, what does that mean for us and our ethics? What are we going to do, Gary? 
Uh, just talk about sweetness and nothingness. That's what we'll do. <laughs> we'll just do some digital signage unless it just becomes video propaganda. But no, that's, um, that, that is a fine line that I think that we take, and that's something in Vox Optum, what we take really seriously is um, you can be smart about how you communicate, and you should be. And you can be uh, strategic about how you communicate, and you should be. But uh, creating mass hysteria... Um, saying anything to get a reaction, whether it's grounded in truth, uh, that's that's not what we stand for, and that's not how we um, support our clients. Right. Um, it, it, it. I will say this: it's easier said than done for folks uh, because of the the fear of uh, you know that that if everything is driven by fear. And I think you have to ask yourself if it's if all your decisions are based on the fear of making a mistake, then you're really never going to get ahead anyway. So you might as well go for it. I mean, not to, it doesn't mean go for it and be a jerk. It just means go, you know, you know, be bold and go and and do what you think is right to the best of your ability and unless you're deciding you you know, if you're trying to go into the public uh sphere, then it's a different issue. You you know, you you've had to deal with that and uh uh, did you learn any important lessons? I'm, I'm sure you did. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. It, um, someone can uh, tell a lie, and if it is compelling enough and people want to believe the lie, there's nothing you can do to change their mind. Uh, and uh, that, that's, that's a, a, a very uh, upsetting uh, realization to make, and I think something uh, that I'm, I'm taking to heart, because you know, we're putting on a course um, uh, next month on the 24th on becoming a better spokesman. And I think for company uh, management, for government executives, um, public communication and employee-facing communication, uh, I think people can think it's fraught with peril. And I think we've got a good full-day course that people can sign up for at voxoptima.com that can help them um, build a compelling narrative that is uh, that re- that reflects uh, the ethics of the organization, that will motivate, that will inspire, that will convince, uh, and help set the uh, help set the ethos of their organization and for uh, your own career. So uh, do check out our website boxoptima.com for our master class on becoming a better spokesman. I think um, Aaron is winding us down. We've got about 35 seconds to go. So uh, we will, uh, we're going to have a guest host next week. And if anybody wants to volunteer, email me at merit.allenvoxoptima.com because Gary's going to be in Sicily for two weeks. I'm going to miss you. Uh, well, you, you, can, you can reach out to me, but I'll block you. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. So please join us next week. Uh, it'll uh, be uh, me and whoever I can find off uh, off the street to come be my guest host. Uh, but for Gary Potterfield, this week I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.